0: Hello everyone, today we have with us Jagrat. he's the founder of TBF, the brand folks. I and Jagrat have been working with Ecell for last one year and I got to learn a lot from him in different domains. So in this episode, we'll be talking about student entrepreneurship, typical work culture in startups, team building, about different communities, some Chanakya's niti, personal branding and a lot more. So welcome Jagrit, to our show.
1: Thank you, Nisheel.
0: Okay. So my first question would be, so you have been associated with e from last two to three years. So according yes. to you, what is student entrepreneurship and what's the crux of this?
1: Okay. So uh, what I talk, like I call student entrepreneurship is like the most adventurous adventurous thing that you will do in your life or as a student life so student entrepreneurship is basically stepping up for causes around and then making money out of it so as a student entrepreneur you are thinking about the world finding a solution to some problems and then while continuing your studies so yeah that's student entrepreneurship I guess for me
0: okay that's a great take so and also you have been associated with different communities like startup mm-hmm. weekend global international boot camp Prize, etc so how mm-hmm. is it like to work with different like minded folks from different places uh,
1: it's like uh, it's it's a, it's been an amazing uh, like an opportunity for me to work with a lot of communities while being as a student so it all started with a global entrepreneurship boot camp that's one of the international level boot camp entrepreneurship related boot camp that i got a chance to attend while i was in second year i was about to be in second year of my college and i happened to be selected there for one of the ideas we were making uh, uh, that time we were making edible spoons and uh, the cutlery and stuff and we got selected there And I went there. So that that is how it actually started. So one of the biggest thing that that particular community gave me was the global exposure. So I got in touch with a lot of people, right, around the world who were doing something, who were actually solving real-world problem till being young. So that that was one of the first things uh, that that actually come to me with community exposure. So, yeah. And the other thing that was like, you get actually, when you get into these communities around the world, you get to know what are the global challenges. You talk with people and see like, okay, this, these, these are the countries which are facing this. These are the problems that they are facing. And then these are the solutions. Maybe sometimes uh, you get solutions out of people Uh, you get solutions out of people uh, out of nowhere. Like sometimes it's like you are doing something and some country or some people have already done it and they are like, we have done this uh, uh, in this manner in our country. So why don't you try it at your particular local uh, level? So that's like uh, with global challenges, you also get to know global solutions as well. And then one of the other things is that Uh, you tend to discuss more perspective to life. So, you know, we have been like, uh, if we don't go out and explore the world, we won't know what the world is like, right? So uh, when you go out, you talk to people, you discuss on things and sometimes a a lot of unexpected things happen. So uh, it has been a lot of times that I got some, I got into something and then I got into my community and I was like, okay, this and this happened and help came from different parts of the world. So that is the I think the biggest gift of being in a community and then yeah you get wider perspective to things you get more opportunities. I would say when you are in a community people trust you for your thing for your commitment for the community. people trust you for that. So if there is a particular thing <clears throat> that a lot of things happen like I have been a part of the local community, the local startup ecosystem at Gujarat. So a lot of times in our group as well. So right now, as we are all connected online, so we have a group as well. So a lot of time this has happened that people have, you know, if they need anything, if they need a graphic designer, let's say for a very short thing, they need some exposure, they want to connect with someone uh, like uh, at some point. The first thing that we do as a community is we post it in our group. We reach out to people that we trust on. Okay. And then we get leads. People do anything to connect us with the right people, right? So that is another thing that you get while you are in a community and along with all the learnings. So you get a lot of exposure on that with the community that, okay, uh, so if I don't know anything, I'll reach out to someone in the community and they will help me because, you know, we are a part of the same community. We believe in the same thing and we are trying to, make things better together. So, yeah, being in a community brought me these particular folks, I would say. Right,
0: right. Amazing, amazing answer. So, as you mentioned that you came up with an idea of an edible spoon. and yeah. So, then how did you work on an idea? Right? So, how you work on uh, that idea?
1: Yeah, I would say that particular idea was just out of curiosity that, okay, we can do something. And even I got selected and when after researching, we found out a lot of people are trying to do a similar kind of thing as well. Right, Even though we didn't continue on the idea because of many reasons. But yeah, after being that, I've been a part of E-cell, the entrepreneurship cell as you know, of our uh, university. So uh, there I got exposure again. With the communities I got to learn what is entrepreneurship, how startups work, and then basically how we can work on ideas by even, you know, hosting a lot of events at our university. So uh, we, like, I figured out a few things that we need to consider while working on an idea. And especially when we are very new and we don't have any business exposure, you know. So right. first of the things that I would say is don't rush. Basically, yeah, you get a solution. Uh, you think of a solution and then you are like, okay, this will work. It's not like this always. So a lot of people, a lot of startups start with this thing that, okay, this will work. This is the solution that the world needs by cooking everything in their head. So they what they do, basically, they, they develop a solution and they do, go to their friends and they are like, okay, I'm developing this. Or, or they go to you know their family and they are like, okay, I'm developing this. And nobody, your family and your friends love it. So they won't be like, no, idea hoga. <laughs> So the first thing is that, don't rush on things. You got a solution. That's great. But that's not how it works while developing a whole startup. Right. So first of the things is uh, we need to be calm. If we got a solution, then we need to find the problem it is addressing. Right. Or if you don't have a problem, if you don't have a solution right now and you actually want to solve a problem, then first of one of the most important thing is to find the problem that you are actually trying to solve, or if you have got a problem, then you need to validate it that if a lot of people are facing the same thing or not, right. Mm -hmm. Then the other thing is that how important the problem is to people, like what is the intensity of the problem, right? So uh, when we do that, we actually be more clear on how people are willing to, yeah, or how much people are willing to actually get a solution for this problem. Like if there's a problem if and if it gets a solution but it's very costly right so a lot of people might not switch to it they are okay with the problem right if there's a problem a small problem that will be there with my <clears throat> throughout my life right but it cost me a lot of money to solve it then i'll be like okay itna kaam chala lenge. so you need to see how intense the problem is right and then you have to go out to people and validate it you know, talk to more and more people because uh, one thing that startup founders or the early age founders actually uh, <clears throat> don't consider is that they are building it for the people, right? Mm. So they have to actually go out, talk to people and see if, if that's a problem, how intense that problem is, how many have problem, how many people are facing that Right. And then, then they come into ki, huh, what people are willing to pay. If we get them a solution. Okay. So that we, dis- that we actually, uh, consider after being valid, like after validating the problem ki, kisko kis intensity mein problem, mein. and then also you figure out, ki, huh, what are the characteristics of that problem? Why, when you go out and validate that particular thing, because then you will be like, okay. Uh, This is the problem and this is how many, um, these are the people who are facing the problem and these are the people who are ready to pay for a solution. So they also become your first or early adopters to the solution that you will build or that you are trying to build, right? So that is why problem validation is very important because then also you get your initial customers because, you know, you build a solution, keeping them in mind, and then you go out to them and say, okay, this is what I have built. Will you be able to, will you be willing to buy it? Mm -hmm. Right. And you will see better people adopting it after you have validated your problem because you know what they are doing. You know how to build a solution. You know what they'll be able to pay. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So problem validation is there, then we, then the thing is that you build a solution, you present a solution, right? And then you see that what are the solutions that already exist in the market, right? So it's not always that you have built a solution and it will be the best. It can be the best, no doubt it can be the best, or it can be something that has not being built around, but you need to see that what have been the solutions that have already been, you know, built around this problem. Yeah, and you get to learn a lot from them when you get into the market. So maybe some startup tried to do it and they failed. So you just contact them and ask or discuss with them what didn't work for them, why it didn't work for for them, and what might what you can do actually to make it work for people. Right. So that's how you build companies. That's how you build startups and not, you know, just build it in your head. So yeah, then you figure out what's the MVP. Like what's the, what's, what's the MVP of your whole idea, why people will buy it, why people are willing to pay it, pay for it. Maybe it's very cheap. It's solving a problem that is, you know, very prominent. It's solving a problem that people might ignore, but can be a problem in future. Like exactly. you know, someone is building a device that will provide you with oxygen. So that's a future thing. Like that will provide that might provide you a solution in case we run out of, a, of oxygen. Right. If someone is building that, that's a completely made up, thing. but yeah, I'm just saying that someone might build that and so that problem can exist in future, right? We might run out of uh, fossil fuels and, you know, our energy resources and someone is building something that can, you know, uh, utilize reu- renewable, renewable energies uh, very prominently, very efficiently. So that's a problem, that solution for future as well. So you need to actually get into that and see what What is the MVP? And then, yeah, go out again, talk to people, try to sell them, see what they are actually willing to pay. And, you know, all these steps, except for building the solution, all these steps, the problem, the problem, validation, going out to people talking, take zero money. You have to go out and actually talk to people. And then you have to talk, talk and talk because the more you will talk, talk to experts, go out and ask them why, how you can work on a solution because they might criticize your thing, but that will eventually improve because that's why they are an expert, right? So you talk to them and then you improve on your thing. And then the last thing is I would say while building an idea, you should be able to pitch your idea perfectly you know, it's, it should be very simple for people to understand what you are trying to build. First of all, why you are trying to build and then how you are trying to build and then why you are trying to build. We always, sorry, how, what you are trying to build. So we always talk about this start with why approach that is being like brought into this thing by, uh, Simon Sinek, one of the prominent leadership coach and everything motiv- motivational speaker so he mm-hmm. gives he talks about the start with why approach that i also talk about a lot because that, that is very inspiring that works a lot of time lot of times and actually you see differences when you start with why so yeah first find why you want to do then how you want to do and then what you are building and when you follow this approach a lot of time you will build ideas that are revolutionary i would say so yeah if you are in college and you want to work on idea, I would say first start with finding why you are doing it, what actually like how you'll do it and what actually you will build after. that.
0: Oh, amazing. What an so my take from this is we should focus on idea and validation as well, because validation is a very important part in building your idea. And also, taking feedbacks. Constantly taking feedbacks from different folks, from mentors, from people, those who are in the market. So, they will guide us. Even even if they criticize, it's good for us to build in public. So, that's an amazing answer.
1: That's one of the things, I guess, that we did wrong when we started our first venture. So, we thought that it was perfect in our head. And we were afraid that people will change the perspective. So, we when, whenever even we reached out to people we had a rigid mindset that okay our idea is perfect and then we tried to justify it rather than listening to their take and improving on our thing maybe we were pitching the wrong way maybe mm-hmm. we missed a few things but yeah we had to improve but yeah, that was a problem when we started our first thing but yeah,
0: yeah you yeah. get to
1: learn with time <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. so as you mentioned about the rigid mindset so how important is to be very keep our very flexible mindset when we are open to you know different kinds of feedbacks or criticism so how how important is this according to you
1: uh, uh that's like very important i would say very 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 important to have a flexible mindset because when you have one uh you explore the world better so uh you know, you we need to keep our curiosity always up. So ah, what we do with mm-hmm. the time we lose our curiosity. Right? right. And when we are curious to learn things, when we are curious to know, we when we are curious to get better, you know, we actually develop a flexible mindset to things. Right. So I want to learn more and more things. I want to talk to a lot of lot and lot many people. I want to, you know, because you need to have a flexible mindset because those are the people you will go and sell your product, to, sell your mm. services to. Right. And if you will have a rigid mindset that our product is better. Imagine, a lot of product you might remember that were unnecessary, right? There mm-hmm. are gadgets in the, in the market that are unnecessary. People are not willing to buy it or sometimes they are highly overpriced that people are not even considering buy it because they are not solving a prominent problem they are uh, yeah sometimes a thing is not always solving a pro- prominent problem but is also giving you a status for example we talk about apple iPhones a lot right they mm-hmm. are selling it apple is one of the biggest companies in the world right because they might not you know solve a bigger problem as in that they are not giving you know a lot of companies are making phones and the primary uh, primary uh, i would say objective of a phone is the mobility right you can call anybody anytime from anywhere and also right now the accessibility to internet but mm-hmm. you will see that apple is also doing it a lot of companies are also doing it right Mm
2: -hmm. so what
1: makes Apple different it gives people a social uh, acceptance or you know social status that I talk about a lot so yeah that's a different complete story that why people buy Apple but yeah a lot of times it's not always that it's solving a particular problem right a particular problem Uh, it might not be there Apple might be solving a lot of other problems as well they are like you know their phones are uh, very uh, I would say uh, they don't hang a lot you know, amazing, uh, amazing camera quality and everything. But yeah, uh, one of the things is that it also gives comes with a lot of social status. People buy it uh, to tell the world, okay, like I have this thing. You know, a lot of people not buy it for a lot, lot of other things that Apple provides. But yeah, so uh, it's very important for us to actually have our thing clear have our mind flexible that okay people gonna criticize things people gonna tell us things that are very necessary to build an idea that are very necessary for us in general like if someone is telling you something maybe their tone might be a little bit harsh but if you get something out of it you will be always positive about yourself and you will be seeing positive changes in your life if someone is even criticizing you it you know it hurts for everyone. If if someone Mm -hmm. is criticizing you, it will hurt. That's common human trait. But yeah, the mindset that you need to have, again, the flexibility you need to have is that even if they are criticizing, they are seeing something, they are seeing a negative in us. right? Right. So how do I improve myself so this person does not hate me or does not criticize me in future? Mm -hmm. That is how your mindset should be. It's tough. It's tough, I would say. It's definitely tough. To, you know, please everyone in this world. You cannot go out and please everyone. But yeah, in general, you need to have flexible mindset so that you can improve on things that you can. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why, yeah, flexible mindset is very important for us.
0: Right, right. It's very hard for us to have a very positive mindset towards criticism. And if someone is having this thing, so his idea is going to work for sure. Okay. So. Yeah, in
1: general, it works a lot for life as well. Like if you have a very flexible mindset and, you know, you are very open to criticism, it becomes a lot easier, you know, because uh, what people, people who don't want to want to see you successful or people, you know, sometimes, you know, there Mm -hmm. are people who don't, who are not as happy as you on your success. So what they do is they try to criticize you sometimes for things that are not as important. But they'll do it. And if you you know, uh, if if they'll be like, okay, this thing affects them, then they'll do it, then they'll do it more.
2: Ah, right? right. So right. to
1: avoid that as well, if you have a very open mindset to things, if you are very open to criticism, you are like, okay, thank you. I'll improve on it. The other person won't <laughs> criticize you a lot of times in future. Exactly. So like, ah. And he's improving. Right. The other thing is that he's not getting uh, you know, hyper about it or he is not, you know, uh, defending himself, he is accepting it. Mm-hmm. So, that's how you actually, you know, uh, neutralize their effect.
0: Amazing, amazing. So, uh, the growth will ing- will increase, I would say, uh, more than linear growth. will We'll will see if we'll, you know, have a very positive attitude. So, that's a, that's it. an amazing mm-hmm. It's answer.
1: tough to, you know, it's tough to have every time. But, yeah, if we have it, it's like very good for us. So we can Mm -hmm, try,
2: mm
1: -hmm. we can definitely give it a try.
0: Right, right. Okay, so now I do have this question, right? So how can one have a startup as a student? Basically for a student, where should one start? As you mentioned about Mm -hmm. communities and this uh, working on idea, are there any Mm -hmm. more points which we can add on as a startup for a student?
2: Uh,
1: So I would take this question as how to get into startups, right? Like right, what right, okay. a person can do into get, to get into startup ecosystem as a student. Yeah. So one okay. of the things I would say you can do is to first is to start analyzing problems around, see what people are facing, how people are reacting to their problems and how big that problem is, like big as in both, how intense that problem is, as well as how many people are facing the problem, the same problem right when you figure this thing out you are very uh you you develop that mindset of solving a problem and then you see solutions around because you know then you will see problems in a different way and you you will be you know more uh positive about finding a solution in a different way as well so yeah the first is to change your mindset again to problem solvers like we don't need to actually you know, do something very extraordinary, sometimes a little, sometimes, you know, very little solutions help us a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. So first is that, then I would say to get into startups or to get a gist of how startups work, what is the culture and everything we can start with interning there. You know, you always try to get into Google as an intern, but I would say that it's okay to get into any startup as an intern as well because you get to learn a lot of things apart from just you know all these big companies of course it's great to be there you know they have a different work culture they have everything but they have everything defined for you mm-hmm. as an intern if i go if i go to google i'll have things defined i'll i'll have responsibilities defined but i if i'll join any startup as an intern you know at college not everybody You know, if there's this thing that, okay, your family's financial condition is not right and you need to earn and you need to do things, then you can go for money thing. then you can find internships that are, you know, that can pay you well. But yeah, if you are very curious about things and if you want to learn a lot of things and actually come out as a person who is a problem solver, then I would say that intern in a startup. Because when you do, when you work with startups, you work on a lot of things. You see their daily operations, how things are working, how they are reacting to problems. If I'm working on Google, if I encounter, if company encounters a problem that they'll not come to me and ask if it's not related to me, if it's a general problem, it's the top management will take care of it, right? i am naming google but yeah i don't have anything against google that's an amazing company but i'm just giving an example that okay if you go to google I and mean, if if a problem arises the top management will do things right as an intern when you are in a startup you know not a lot of people are working on it so yeah sometimes your uh, you know your uh, take to a problem or your you know opinion also matter a lot in startups right so as an intern when you get into startups you get a lot of exposure to a lot of different things you will be doing a lot of different things you will be networking with a lot of people in a startup because you will be solving problems for your startup you will be doing things uh, that are out of your league and you will be learning new skills so i would say first if you want to start a startup also start as an intern and then you can work on your idea and actually build it because then you will know a lot of problems that might uh, you know arise in future while working on your idea and you might know solutions for it as well while you are working in startup you know you might not earn a lot startups don't pay you a lot initially because they are also you know trying to get into the market after funding they pay you a lot (laughs) but yeah starting may they can you know not they cannot be able to pay you a lot can happen but yeah, not a case. Not a case with every startup. So yeah, join them in the growing phase. You will grow as an individual, and then make friends, not connections. So this is this is a this is not my own line. This is from Startup Grind, one of the biggest organization for startups in the world. So Startup Grind's motive is make friends, not uh, connections. In that, they mean that make valuable partnerships. Partnerships, in a sense, ki not as in business partnerships make valuable com- communication with people. So that is like, if you start up uh, grind is a, is an organization, a lot of friends are there who are working with startup grind and they're like, if they need any problem, any, if they have any, any problem anywhere around the world and they need some help, everyone out there comes to help you. Right. You. And this also comes with another, big organization, texters where they have this attitude of giving. So when you join these communities, you get to learn up, you know, basic values that we should have learned in school, but we ignored because that, that subject didn't actually have any marks <laughs> or in college, they didn't have any credit. So we ignored those values, but yeah, these, when you get into these communities, you understand those values. Right. right. So when when we are at startup weekend or right, any tech stars uh, community, so we have this attitude of giving first. I remember when we were uh, uh, hosting last year around this time. Yeah, it it actually started on nineteenth of April, twenty twenty, when the world was in lockdown, and we hosted the first one of the first uh, event online. So that was Global Startup Weekend for you know, COVID-19 mm-hmm. edition.
0: Edition, right. and
1: In that we had 1,000 people. Everyone was new to hosting events online. And that was one of its first kind that hosted around more, around 1,000 people. So, in, in around India, right? I was a part of that team. And I was the tech admin. And I got to learn a lot of new things. Every day there was a new challenge, right? And then after we get it, uh, like we uh, conducted the event successfully, I remember different countries like, uh, you know, Sri Lanka and many more, they contacted me and, you know, we, we helped them with tech because they were also new to it and we had done it. So, yeah. So we had that give first uh, wala, uh, mentality. value in mind. Yeah, ki, yeah mm-hmm. we, we need, we have to help them. And whenever we go out, people are there to help. So, yeah. So when you are into these communities, you make friends uh, rather than connections. You actually get a lot of gist of how startups work. And mm-hmm. then finally, college clubs can help you a lot. Go go to, go. as you know, we see entrepreneurship as, you know, key, it requires a lot of funds. No, it requires you to start and think as a problem solver. Go to college clubs, clubs like Ecel that we have at Nirma University and there are many more. Every college has their entrepreneurial clubs and there are many as well who work on national, regional or international level. Join them. Uh, join go to uh, like competitions even if you don't know anything about startups. Go to competition be in someone's team and learn. That's how it's, I started. That's how a lot of people at Ecell started. They joined uh, cell after being one of the participants in our event. Right. right. So sometimes it just clicks when you are there so yeah these are the things you can do to actually get into startups as a student
0: (laughs) so what i get from this is like if you want if you don't want some decent money but if you want great learnings in different domains you should definitely go and work with some startups and if there is some financial problem from your side and if you want to work with The big names, then you can work with them as well. But working in a startup will, you know, teach you a more on the initial basis.
1: Teach you as well. Like I would say, like working with big names actually, they also teach you a lot. But yeah, this is a different kind of learning. I would say.
0: Right. Right. They do have a lot of things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Here you will be more. Sometimes you will be more authoritative here you will get more authority you will get more power as an intern as well so <laughs> you can start you can start working with them so yeah if you don't have any financial crisis you can get into internships into startups and actually learn a lot of things. absolutely
0: so here you will be more accountable to your decisions and you will be having more decisions taking powers and all uh, mm. so that's an advantage over here so coming to my next question so, how important is team building in any of the startups, like, in the founding members or the people, those who are we are working with? So, how important is team building in, in respect to startups?
1: Uh, there are many startups around me or around myself that I have seen failing because of team, because of ideas were great, mm-hmm. execution was also good, but yeah. Uh, At a lot of cases, startups failed because of team. It's, It's not that people were not, people were bad or, you know, it's not like that, that some people were not good at doing things. It's not that. It's about how you trust each other. How much do you trust each other? How much do you have, you know, alignment on the vision? Do you guys actually, you know, follow the same vision? Because once you do, once you trust each other, you are like, okay, we'll make this happen. How many people in your team can actually say that we together can make it happen, right? right. Uh, there's this particular founder, Bill Gross, he's a founder of a, of many companies, amazing person. So there's this, his TikTok having millions of views and he analyzed 200 companies that his company supported, right? Mm-hmm. So out of 200 companies, these are the successful companies, right? So that how big Bill grows is. So, you know, Bill Gross is. So, yeah, he, he analyzed that why startups succeed. So one of the biggest reasons were uh, timing. Then the second reason was team. Around 32% of the startups admitted that having the right team made them successful. So that's a big number. Around one third of the startups actually failed that having the right team was the single biggest reason why their startup succeeded. Mm-hmm. And you'll see the right team example in a lot of big uh, uh, startups as well. Whenever you hear a story that, okay, we two build this. If you will actually go to those founders and actually talk to them, then they'll have a thing, single thing in common. They'll be like, we trusted each other. Right. We had the same vision. We had this thing that, okay, if it's not working right now, we'll make it work. And that's one of the most important things. You have to make it work. And are people around you willing to make it work? Do they see the vision as you do? And it's not always about founders. It's it's also about your employees. Do they actually believe in the same vision? Also, Also, it's in the reverse manner as well. Do you actually consider them as a team or as an employee? So are their personal growth matter to you? Do their personal growth matter? How important, like I was just writing on LinkedIn yesterday, and I, I came up with this thing that uh, even this one, this is one of the things that Chanakya talks about a lot that uh, companies are more right now, more focused on customer satisfaction. But great companies or great leaders are those who focus on their employees so what happens when we focus on the employees is that uh, we actually see their personal growth as well and when their personal growth is taken care of when i know everyone wants to be safe right, right. We, why we why we stay with our parents why we stay with our uh, friends because we feel safe we feel that they have got our back right mm-hmm. that's why tata is a tata is one of the leaders here Because they care about their employees a lot, right? Mm -hmm. They actually value each and every employee in their company, right? Right. They also have this policy in is that if you are not part, if you leave it, you cannot join it again, right? Because they think that we have done everything for our employees and still if they decide to leave, they have better things on plate, maybe, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe they don't trust us enough. So that's one of the things I'm not sure about it. Yeah, but they do it. And then the thing is that when, when employees are, employees feel safe, they are more likely to, you know, do their duties, right? You know, they won't run from you. They won't make excuses. They will take themselves accountable. When, when someone is doing everything for us. Okay. Then also if we do something wrong, we are always on like, like, i <laughs> so that, that's how the employee's attitude becomes. They're like, okay, this person, this leader is doing, this company is doing everything for me. Now I have to return it back. And when startups or when companies and when leaders actually shifted their mindset to employees' first attitude, they actually experience better customer satisfaction. Because, you know, imagine a customer care executive <laughs> that is being... You know, as a task by his manager, and then you happen to call that customer care executive, how how likely he'll actually solve a problem? You'll be like, Hota hai, karte but then a very calm customer care executive, his manager is treating him right, and then you call him and he's like, Yes, sir, we'll and un- we'll solve your query. Because you take your you take the company as yours.
2: yeah the
1: attitude I guess yeah the attitude changes when you start actually believing in each other when you start trusting each other and when you think that okay we can make this happen because you know ideas can come and grow okay sorry come and go but uh, team will stay so yeah people will stay you can actually you know work with the same team into a different idea and make it successful right so So as you mentioned
0: as you mentioned, that uh, timing is also a very important part other than team building. So, mm-hmm. so how would a how would a person know that it's the right time to launch or not? Cause he has been working for, with his idea, its validation from last six months, one year, and more time. Mm-hmm. But how he would know that it's the right time to launch my product? It's the right time to go and you know, be on different.
1: You know, if a problem already exists, so that's that's when you. Uh, actually, you know, go out and talk to people. So that is why talking to people is very important. You know, because when you talk to it, you see how important that problem is, how that person is willing to pay, right? You know, if it, this problem is prominent now, or it will be prominent after five years. So um, he gives like Bill Gross gives a gives um gives a, an example of YouTube that there was this app before YouTube, there was this application before YouTube that streamed videos right five years before youtube but they didn't succeed because you know that time they had dial-up connection it took a lot the speed was slow, and everything when when youtube came uh, the speeds were high people were ready to watch it people had more gadgets the internet was expanding mm, so right. youtube succeeded and a similar application who were ahead of their time didn't succeed right, right. Uh, if you would hear the one of the uh, videos goes go around the internet that uh, uh, first interview of jeff bezos right if you would have seen that in that he talks about uh, that why he started amazon so he says that he saw the internet growth rate to 32% 3200% or something like the internet uh, like uh, the people on the internet were including into into you know massive number increasing into my ma- uh, ma- massive numbers and he saw that people are started to buying are starting to buy online right so, and then then he says that he chose books so he also reasons why he chose books right so right. that is how you analyze what is going around yourself and actually see okay will this work. What is hmm. the right time are people actually facing this do we have enough resources to support it if if let's say the person who was building the same as a as youtube would have thought that do people have enough internet to access our thing they would have stopped there they might they might have stopped right right because in, mm, they would have analyzed that customers don't have enough internet. They don't have dialogue connections. They are going to cyber cafes to do their thing, <laughs> right? So they might not see YouTube videos. Why TikTok succeeded? Because you know, pe- they saw that people's attention span is decreasing day by day and they want to get the entertainment as less time as possible. And 15 seconds is uh, the time that a person has the paysa, pura concentration. So they created 15 seconds videos and it went on because you know, and you know, they very uh, smartly put that next video as a slight swipe up next video, right? Because right. you know, then it gets you into that cycle of seeing things, Swiping. and you know, eventually you started watching a 15 seconds video and you spend an hour watching videos. Right, yes, so yes, yes. that's how you analyze people's behavior. Sometimes customers' behavior analysis is one of the important things, and then mm-hmm. you decide the time as well. Okay, is it the right time? Do we need to wait? <laughs> right, right, right.
2: Okay, so you previously mentioned about Chanakya. So, how did Chanakya and help you in standing out?
1: Uh, as I as you say, that I have mentioned, so. Uh, if, if someone knows me or someone is around me, they know how much I mention Chanakya Niti. And, you know, we have heard of Chanakya Niti a lot in our childhood as well. Maybe someone, some people would have seen the TV series as well on Chanakya. There are a lot of videos out there and people say Chatur Chanakya. So there's a reason because uh, he was one of the biggest king makers in the history of this world. That's it. So... Uh, i happened to actually uh, actually get or get in more into chanakya niti and more into his uh learnings and his knowledge uh, after i watched this video on internet uh, which was out of dr Radhakrishna krishna bellai he is known as the modern day chanakya he has yes. written more than 10 books on chanakya right and there was his show on uh, ranveer Alavaryash. Uh, channel where he was talking about uh, how Chanakya Neeti can help us, help us in general and then, you know, help us succeed as a leader and how is it important in daily life, how he found his purpose. So I found it very motivating and that was a time where when we were building the brand folks, a new startup so uh, we were working on it but you know uh, pandemic was going on things were not certain and we were very skeptical about if we should launch it or not and when we should do it and everything and then I happened to watch this thing and that gave me another type of push and then I started actually uh, uh, learning more about it so chanakya has written more than 6000 sutras i guess and or 3000 yeah. i am not sure with the number but many in thousands and uh, you know that that is like for a for making of a perfect kingdom or making of a perfect king like you know and yes. if in today's world if we apply it then making of a perfect leader and then i got into it then i attended a few actually uh, Uh, courses, online courses from uh, Dr. Radhakrishnan Pillai, I read his book and uh, reading that actually changed my mindset towards leadership so uh, when I talked about uh, previously when I talked about that thing that what makes you a great leader than a good leader is like you work on your teams then you work on your team, you put your people first and then there are a lot of learnings in that that you can apply to everyday life you know uh even to win over people i would say win over people is not like that you you know win win over as and win over their heart and mind i would say yes. that when when people can uh, you know actually start believing in you and your thoughts is when you apply those short little tricks because you know he made one of the biggest kings of uh, indian history so yes. that's where things come in so uh, he talks about very little things like you know he has got a saptang model for a perfect kingdom so we can apply it the whole whole system we can apply it to you know uh, to uh, a business and to an organization and it works it works wonder and then he talks about taking care of your financials while you are in a business and it I we actually tried applying it to our business and it helped again so these are the things uh, little little things about Chanakya and that I started reading and then implementing. Implementation is very important. You know you can have the voice knowledge and then if you don't apply it it's in vain. It goes in vain yes. so yeah you need to apply it so yeah uh, that's how it happened to me and that's how it helped me actually and the same way it can help people if, if they actually are interested into leadership, yeah. So now you are
2: working on a startup and also you are in an undergrad in fourth year. So how do you manage both working on a startup plus managing your academics?
1: Okay, so yeah, there's a bit less pressure when I'm in eighth, year, eighth semester, I would say, because you know we have got internship and that too is online. So, yeah, we can manage right now both the things. Uh, we have got a good company who support us as well. So, yeah, that's a different thing. But in general, if you are into, uh, into a college and you have to manage your thing, then the first thing that you need to do is define your priorities. Like know what is important to you. But yeah, don't actually, you know, leave your studies, I would say, for your startup. Because I know a few people who did that and actually suffered in their academics. You know, your your academics is important. You have started this thing and you should actually continue it. I am not a big fan of college dropouts. I am not, particularly. Uh, Personally, I am not a big fan of college dropouts. I think that you chose to be in a college because because of a reason and then if you have been there now complete it. and if yeah if there's a case that you are not interested uh, interested in it anymore then you can choose to skip it you know and you know maybe be a college dropout but yeah that's fine that that should come uh, I guess when you are ready to actually you know uh, skip it and jump to a completely new thing and you are very sure of building it Right. right then you can go but yeah, a lot of people think that dropping out of college will make their startup successful that's wrong because eventually you need to work a lot of people actually try to reason themselves up a lot of students i would say that because of college i am not able to do this thing because of this i am not do, able to do this thing it's not like that uh, you are not able to do it because you are not uh, disciplined enough to do it your college right. Uh, everyone knows how much you put it in the college right how much work you yeah. have in the your college so if done rightly it can be actually you know sorted out people have done it a lot of entrepreneurs we see out there are IIT gradu- graduates some of them are not even IIT graduates they are from private colleges that have a lot of workload but still they are making it because they believed in themselves as well Right, you know, if you believe in your idea that much, you can start it just after the college as well. I did it. I am doing it right now that uh, we are building on it because we trust on it that, okay, that can earn me bread and butter, that can make me successful if we do it right. So, yeah, uh, it's not always about dropping out will help your startup grow. It's not like that. You need to uh, uh, actually, you know, yeah keep your priorities right and then you know be disciplined about it be disciplined about your work assign hours whatever particular time you will gonna spend on studies whatever you will spend on your startup and everything else include your personal time as well it's very important it's not always that your startup is everything you to you your personal life also matter a lot so yeah include time for that as well see what is working and what is not working that's also very important and uh, Uh, plan your each and every day. Like You can do it either before going to the bed or the first thing you can do after waking up. Plan each and every day and also uh, write how much time it will take to do that particular thing because when you do that you also see that how much time it is taking to actually do a particular thing and then you can plan your day better if there's something that you can do in 30 minutes okay and you have particularly yeah. said that this is something that I'll do at 11:30 right for 30 minutes mm-hmm. suppose taking you more time okay then from the next time when you are about to do the same thing Okay. And suppose let's say you have a meeting to attend after that doing that particular work. So you will be able to manage your time better that, okay, this takes me 45 minutes. So if i start at 1130, I'll be done by 11, uh, 12, 15 and I can start a new meeting at 1230. Otherwise, you would have given them a time of 12 and that would have actually not worked for you because, you know, other people would have been waited and your work would have been hindered or anything. Yeah. Right, And mm-hmm. say. Uh, you actually lose your credibility and then you start doubting yourself that I'm not efficient or anything. First try it, see how much time it is taking and then plan it accordingly. So even even if you write your to-do list, write the time it will take to complete that task as well. So if you write 20 things in your to-do list and you don't have enough time to actually do that, do those things, then it's not uh, worth it, right? Also, yeah. a lot of things, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, a thing. this is this particular thing that Warren Buffett say that divide your work into two things that, you know, that is very important and you need to do and that then it is like that something can be delegated and that is not very important. So there are three things. So yeah, do these things. What What is the work that you can delegate to people? And then what is the thing that is very, not very important to you? You can skip it for a day or thing. So when you plan it accordingly. Uh, when you plan each and every day, you know when to do your things, right? It 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 is possible that it might not happen that way every day, you know. But slowly and steadily, uh, you will actually get into that schedule, and you will be very professional with doing things more efficiently, and you will see that change around. Uh, people as well, you know, right now we think that we are mm-hmm. but when I started doing it my family actually started respecting my time I would say, so That's... if right now I am doing this podcast, no one will call me and say anything, they would not say ki, ha, you skip it for now and do something else, if I am doing my work everybody is like, yeah, he has his own working hours, he will work that time right that's one of the thing we can do to actually you know manage
2: our or yeah. together right as it's saying you know, that like if you manage, uh, if you give value to your own time then other will also value your time
1: definitely know your worth know your value even if you know it is like you know if you think if you think that your time is not worth that much for anybody else it should worth the most for you also, like, how can one build a personal brand? So, yeah, right now, LinkedIn. Uh, personal branding is a thing right now in uh, India specifically and in the world as well. That, you know, a lot of founders actually run their businesses on their name. So, if I talk about Sandeep Maheshwari, you know him, but you, you might not know his business right yes uh, and there are a lot of people right. if, you, if i talk about ranveer you know him you don't know his business a lot of people don't know it right and there are a lot of people yes. i could name and you don't know his business uh, people followed kunal shah but they didn't know that he started free charge right right now a lot of people are following ankur Variku, amazing leader amazing speaker so people people are following him but a not a not a lot of people know his startup not in a new one because like he has not, uh, you know, uh, he has not uh, shared any details about his new startup, but yeah, the previous one, people didn't know that he started near back, And he has been working since long on the back. Yes. So he came out past 1-2 years, he came out, he started sharing his thing and he built a brand around himself. Right. And now people are going crazy for enrolling in his course that teaches how to start a startup. So that's how personal branding works for work for him. So one of the things that I would say uh, to build a personal brand is to again be curious. <laughs> be curious to know things, to gain knowledge, and then to learn from others. A lot of times we see that we are into this thing that. He is a competitor. He is this thing. If you, will talk, if you will talk about my particular industry, there are a lot of digital marketers, branding expert, and a lot of people. And one of the things that I love doing is to talk to them. You know, even I talk to them, I learn from them, whatever they are doing, because then you also learn that what mistakes they are making, how to talk to clients. I actually uh, got to learn how to talk to clients from one of my clients uh, I would say friends in the industry. So she actually taught me how to talk to clients, even though I knew a lot of things that how to talk to people and everything. But yeah, in this particular domain, how, to, how you talk to them, how you do things. Uh, so you get to know a lot of things from other people. So talking to people is also very important if you want to build a personal brand and then reach out to experts as well. When we reach out to expert by means that talk to them, share your opinion with them, ask their thing, right? And then see how it works for you. You know, keep learning. So learning is one of the things that we actually stop after a point of time where we think that we know enough. That's not the thing. A lot of people are still reading books even after they are into their 60s or 17. A lot of leaders are still learning from new people. Who are out there and act to stay in the game. To stay in the game, you need to keep learning. You need to keep seeing seeing things like okay, this is something, and then you need to keep applying them as well. So you develop a perspective. While doing all these things, you develop your own perspective to things around. And when you do that, you can start building your personal brand. So while doing all that, as well, you are building up, you are building your personal brand. But now you can, you know, actually start professionally building a personal brand. You can actually start putting out your thoughts. Don't be afraid. People will criticize or maybe they have a different opinion. So if you know enough, either you will be able to defend your thing or if the other person is right, you will be able to learn from them and actually improve on yourself. And then actually came up, come up with another learning to build a personal brand. So you need to create value. So why you follow a particular person on the internet, why you follow a particular person in general, why you read a particular author's book. That's because that person is creating a value in your life, right? So for people to follow you, you know, what's the reason for building a personal brand? People should know you when your name pops up, everybody should recognize you. They should recognize your things, your mindset, your ideology, right? So That will come when you are a personal brand and when you'll know, when you'll be a personal brand is when people will start feeling that you create a value into their life, right? So you need to create value and it's not that you need to learn a lot of things to start doing it, you know, learn a small thing, apply it, have your own opinion, have your own perspective to it, put it out on internet. And talk to people. That's how you build your personal brand. That's how you build a personal profile. Because someday or the other, people will start recognizing your effort. Pe- you will actually know better. 10 people will say, Ki, ya, tum jo bol raho, ho, galat hai. but it's fine. You will also go to those 10 people and ask, Ki sahi kya hai? right? The flexible mindset that we talked about. So yeah, it's very important. So don't be afraid of what they will say. लो but what's important is ask them why they are saying it. Right? don't let them say it, ask them. क्यों? And when you will do, they'll have a logic or reason behind it. A lot of I see a lot of people actually, you know, uh, on internet they are talking they are, you know, actually fighting with each other over political views and everything. So I would say uh, our nation would be better if people would actually discuss things up and rather than fighting things up. So one would say Yeh party kar hai. So that's the wrong thing. But yeah, for building a personal brand, I would say yeah. Don't be afraid of what they are saying. But yeah, be curious about why they are saying that and then maybe improve it. Then use little tools around. Like be creative about putting up your thoughts. Maybe put it up in a video. Maybe put it up into animation. Maybe put it up with, you know, graphics out there. You There are very simple uh, tools to actually use. You can start writing on Medium. You can start, you know, for your pod, podcast as you guys are doing, you know. So uh, you can start your own things to do what you like right? And then build your skills around it. Find a different way to actually present your thoughts, maybe something creative that makes you stand out. Right. So that's one of the things. And then yeah, finally, you can work on your niche that, okay, this is something that I'm very good at, at, uh, very good at. I believe I can provide a lot of value And I'll start building my profile around this niche. But yeah, if you don't have a niche, it's fine. I saw, I see a lot of people on the internet talking about uh, in general things, they are sharing their views on things happening uh, around on political events happening around on uh, international issues happening around and they have a good opinion and people follow them because they particularly follow that opinion, right? So they feel that that opinion creates a value, yes. gives them a better perspective to things. So that is why they follow them. So it's not always necessary to that you find your niche. It's okay if it's general, but yeah, you can find a niche if you want to. So that's how one can... Yes.
2: It. It's all about providing wa- yeah. values yeah. and taking it. Providing values.
1: values because that that's when people will... You know, providing values is not about knowledge. You know, you can make someone laugh. You can right. make someone, you know, uh, inspired. You can make someone feel inspired. You can make someone, you know, uh, feel good after uh, consuming your content. Right? Uh, personal brands. Zakir Khan is a personal brand. Anubhav Singh Basri is a personal brand. They are comedians. They make people laugh. Right? Yes. So, you, it's not, they, they are providing a value. It's not the knowledge, but yeah. It's, it's a different kind of value
2: okay so what's your thinking process and can and how can we have better thinking and analyzing process uh,
1: for thinking process I would say my thinking process is uh, very simple I particularly know what I am good at right more importantly what I am passionate about uh, is something that is secondary to me. The primary thing to me is what I'm good at, what I can do, what I know and how I can actually, you know, improve that particular thing as well to make it, you know, stand out. So I know very particularly that, okay, these are the things that I'm good at. These are the things I'm not good at. Right. So that makes me uh, very open-minded again that okay this is these are the things that will work for me and these are the things that will not work for me right and that gives you an accepting nature as well so my thought process is like if i don't know anything i'll ask for it i'll learn it if i'm interested in knowing it if i don't have an opinion i would be neutral to it if i have an opinion i'll be open to knowing the other side as well Right. And if I particularly talk about startup thing, so I believe that I need to build a team who believe in my particular vision or not as in a collective vision. If not my particular vision, a collective vision that this is what we want to do. Right. And that's my general approach towards life as well. That I'm like, it's not that you know, I'm always positive. It's not like that. Uh, You know, everyone out there have their insecurities about life at different points of time. Everybody gets their low and it's fine. You need to be very uh, open with the fact that things will happen to you and it it there will be time we need to keep working. We need to keep improving over things that we want to do. So if uh, a lockdown, uh, due to lockdown, we are not able to make videos as we want to, but that's not stopping us and that's not making us not believe in our ideas that's like it's fine it's locked down the people around there are dying and we are getting sad over not making videos so that's not a valid point for us so yeah it's fine we'll have time it's like we are we are not uh we don't we are not into a financial crisis right now that you know not making videos will you know make you know will get us into financial debts or anything that's not a thing so yeah it's fine so uh, a lot of things happen and we need to have that positive mindset towards life in general yeah now look like temporary highs and lows will be there but you need to keep believing in your keep believing in yourself so uh, you need to be the, uh, uh, like that key. okay it's fine i'll do something if it's not working i'll switch to something else and i'll do something and that's when you stop uh, a lot of criticisms towards you. So when people are like, why you are not able to do this thing, or maybe, you know, sometimes are we take it negatively that we are not able to do things. And but if you will take it positively, you will have a positive mindset, accepting mindset to it. That it's fine. Things will happen. I'll improve on it. And one more thing, do not, uh, get used to failures. You know, a lot of times you will heard a lot of things that failures teach you a lot. Uh, you should fail and everything. I have this, personally, I have this opinion that you should not be used to failures. So when you get what happens, I'm not saying that failures don't teach you a lot. Uh, don't teach you anything. It, it teaches you a lot of things and failures are very important uh, in a few in people's life actually to improve to improvise on things but yeah, don't get used to failures when we get used to failures we are always you know uh, okay with failures don't be okay with failures if you are failing you should not be okay you should be like how should i improve how should i what should i do to not fail again right i am very afraid like it's not that key uh, i'm not uh, like it's not that I'm not welcoming to failures but it's like I'm very afraid of failing on the same thing like even uh, if, I, if I failed once I know that why I failed I figured it out how why I failed and if I am failing again then I am not I am doing something wrong like you know it, the problem is with me not with the whole thing and so that's why we should not be very comfortable with we should not be very used to failures i would say that it's like it's not it should not be that it's okay to fail it's okay to fail only when you learn out of it and grow if you are just failing and not improving if you are trying the wrong thing if you see that there's this particular so yeah that failure is not very Uh, happy to celebrate celebrate failures when you are learning and improving them right because a lot of people who are successful out there have failed and have improved you don't hear stories that I failed and I kept on failing and I kept on failing and I kept on failing and I failed in life so you need to actually get successful actually to people uh, for people to recognize you right to recognize your efforts to do things and that's that's one of the things of this society that we need to see but yeah on a personal level it's fine if you fail but you need to improve on that so to develop a particularly uh, minds to to develop a mindset that you know the hustle should be on it's not about quitting. It's about improving. It's about seeing things. It's it's about analyzing things. You need to see what people are doing. You need to see how people are reacting. Treat people as people, human beings. Don't see them as machine. Know that they are are also going through something in their life. If if you're... uh, If your uh, mindset, of your thought process do not match with them, it's not that uh, they are right or you are wrong or you are wrong and they are right. It's not that they are going through their things in life and you are going through your things in life. Your problem might be a bigger problem in their life or your problem might not be as big problem as their own problems to them, I would say. So it's fine. We need to understand. We need to be very okay with that as well that people won't, won't believe in your things at a particular point of time you know if you're if you, if you have a startup and it's not growing it's not any revenues if it's not things but you are uh, you know that I will make it grow if you know that I am doing ten things, things that will make it grow in five months but people don't know that so people will say things about you right but you should be clear on your side that what what is right for you and what will work so yeah and you need to be accepting that they don't know things so yeah it's fine they might judge you they might question you and they'll do things but you know and when you are successful people will be like we need to accept those things and be very chill about you know and yeah one thing we should not lose our curiosity to learn new things if you are learning new things every day I think that you will improve on things and you will find these a lot of people, actually a lot of juniors come to me and say that, okay, aara, kya karna. I say that it's not very late. You are just 20 or maybe 22, anything around 20 25. And it's not the end of the life. You have not even, uh, you have just. Yeah, average Starting. average, actually, uh, eight seven one third is in the GIA. So it's fine, learn new things, keep exploring. Yeah, keep exploring. Keep you should not let that curiosity down that we actually do when we get into college. We are like, okay, in college, mein ho hai, ho hai. We, we get very critical on. Uh, whatever is happening around us and we don't even see things i have seen my friends getting uh, bigger you know big fat packages in college after you know getting that hard work and they are getting support from teachers as well because they are doing something of their own so your you you have one teacher to see that teacher has 120 other uh, student to see as well so you need to stand out for their thing. You know, sometimes the yes. teacher might not be able to solve your doubt immediately, but that does not mean that that teacher is bad, right? But that person is bad in general. You might right. know better things. It's fine. Tell them, talk to them. That Sir, I have this particular perspective. What is yours? I believe I have these supporting facts to say that I'm right we don't have that attitude. We have this thing that, okay, I know things better and my teacher is this and that and this and that. So that is a very negative attitude towards life because once you get out of college, people are not supportive. You will find people valuing your, valuing you only when you are making a difference in their life. So companies will value you if you are making them right. money. Right? So it's very important yes. to keep learning, keep growing, and have a no, positive, knowledge friendly attitude towards life.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Akrit, for having this talk. And we had one of the most amazing talks till now. And it, it has gone you know, more than 60 minutes, and it's an achievement for us. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining. Mm-hmm
1: thank you guys thank you i would say thank you guys thank you uh, for starting out and for bringing this thing forward and yeah of course you are also uh, you know amazing leaders i would say according to Sanakya because you know you are trying to do something of your own and you are trying to you know put your things forward so yeah i would say amazing work Nishal and Dhare. i wish you great success And I wish that these podcast things will, you know, have more and more people, people will get a lot of things out of it. And yeah, I believe truly that you will get, people will get a lot of things out of it. And yeah, thank you so much for having me here.